0: Well, there is a, a possible interpretation of this text of our, our gospel here. That's, it's out there. I, I've read it. I've heard it. Maybe you have, too. And uh, it kind of goes like this. I, I think it's a false interpretation. Um, it kind of goes like this. The Pharisees here are emphasizing the externals, and Christ is relaxing the externals, the external observances of religion. And he's saying what really matters is the heart of the matter, internals, and not externals. Externals are not important. And uh, it, it's really, that's not a proper interpretation of the text. It's quite, in fact, different. It's almost the opposite, the, the, the real interpretation. What Christ is saying here is this. The Pharisees and the disciples of John the Baptist had various observances, religious observances, that they did. They had fixed prayers. They had set prayers that they prayed and they had days uh on which they fasted and um, the pharisees fasted on Tuesdays and on Thursdays that was uh their their practice and that had to do with the giving of the law on mount sinai and the various um, aspects that were proper to the old testament law and christ is saying that a whole new dispensation has come with with him with christ Okay, and so for right now, there's kind of an interim period. The bridegroom is here, and we're having a good time, and we're, we're not worrying about the old observances. But when the bridegroom is taken away, meaning when Christ on Good Friday is crucified, then the friends of the bridegroom are going to, they're, then they're going to fast, and they're going to do the external practices of religion. And so from apostolic times onward, uh on the basis not of Old Testament events, but on the basis of the, the primary New Testament event, the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ, there's a whole new set of wine skins that's been established. It's the Sunday observance, it's uh Friday fasting. Okay? So from Apostolic times until this day, Wednesdays and Fridays have been fast days in uh the Christian church. And particularly in the West, it became, the emphasis became on Friday. And uh, so oftentimes, um, when the external practices of religion disappear, so also the internal disappears. There's a an intimate connection between the externals and the internals of religion. And it's a little naive to say that we can do away with externals and expect the internals to somehow flourish or become stronger, to become more authentic, or to become more... Uh, spontaneous or true or what have you, uh, oftentimes it's opposite. And that's human nature. When the externals disappear, the internals disappear as well. Uh, and that's true because God has created us as body-soul unities. And there's an intimate connection between our external things like our bodies and the things that we do with our bodies, whether we kneel or whether we stand, what we do with our hands, what we do with our eyes, things like that. Uh, and the internal state of our hearts. And uh, here's a quote here from a a great saint by the name of St. John uh, Climacus. And he says, When there are no witnesses to our praying who might flatter our pride, we should make ourselves take up the outer attitude of prayer. Uh, And so whatever that might be, really a proper prayer stance is standing um, there's there's good things we can do with our hands if we just simply lift our hands you know when we're in the privacy of our homes we lift our hands to God immediately we'll sense internally an attitude of prayer and uh, he goes on this is a very wise observation with those who are imperfect which is most of us here myself included the intellect or the mind or the internal attitude Frequently imitates the attitude of the body. And so oftentimes the internal follows the external, and that's why it's very important to be very careful with the externals. To be very precise, to be very religious in our observance of them. Saint Benedict, uh, has a famous saying, and it's quite opposite of what a, a maxim, a kind of a worldly maxim you might hear today. Oftentimes people today say, well why don't you, why don't you say what you think? Why don't you say what you think? Uh, there's obviously there's some virtue to that, uh, but in St. Benedict's, in his rule, he teaches the monks to think uh, what they say, meaning they have fixed prayers and they need to draw all the attention of their mind to what they're saying externally, so that their presence, so that the internal follows the external and is present to the external. And so, in the wisdom of the saints, the internal often follows the external, and that's why the external is so important. And I'll just leave you with one very practical uh, thing today. Today is Friday, and from apostolic times, it's been a fast day. Now, uh, one particular good practice that's always been done uh, is to uh, omit the eating of flesh meat and to just eat fish or not to eat any meat at all on Fridays. And something that I think was been kind of misunderstood is that in the 1960s, the United States bishops lifted the absolute obligation, the pain under sin, of uh, foregoing flesh meat. And that's true. That's the case. But they didn't change Friday um, from being a fast day. Friday is still, uh, I'm sorry, not a fast day necessarily, but it's a day of penance. And so there should still be some external act of penance that we do on Friday. Now, I think a lot of people are not really aware of that. I think that's probably the case, that many Catholics are really not aware that Friday still is a day of penance and we're to do some sort of external act of penance, whether they be extra prayers or whether they be fasting of some sort. And, of course, being in continuity with our forefathers from time immemorial, it's a good idea to give up flesh meat on Fridays. It's some practical external observance that we can do so that uh, the... Uh, internal attitudes of religion and devotion can be maintained, and uh, thereby the wine will follow the wineskin.